0: For centuries all around the world, there have been stories and reports of a strange creature. He stands anywhere between 8 to 12 feet tall, he's bipedal, and covered in hair. It goes by many names, but does it exist? You're listening to the Mysterious Ruse Podcast, and tonight we bring you the legend of Bigfoot.
1: Deep, dark, dank, moist basement. And this is one of the first Fridays that it's not fucking raining. It's not cold either, though, man. It's like, we're just not going to have a winter this year. It'll be February and March, and then the end of April, it'll be, you know, 34 degrees. Yeah, it's totally normal. It is. It's totally Um, normal. Totally normal. Fuck Greta Thornburg, right? Yeah, she's just a puppet of the Nazis. Yeah, fucking... Her mom and dad wrote them all. (laughs) Different vibe
0: this week, huh? Just a tad. Freaking tired, man. (laughs) I was in such a good mood last week. (laughs) This is what lack of
1: sleep will do to you. Well, and a week full of rain just drains you. Yeah, it's true. And this just in.
2: Finally, you guys are doing a Bigfoot episode. It's in your logo, and just now you guys are doing a Bigfoot case. Goodness.
1: Yeah, we know. We've caught some flack about not doing a Bigfoot case. Uh, people I worked with, when they found out that's what we were doing this week, were ecstatic. And that sound you hear in the background is Sierra Nevada's Bigfoot Barley Wine Style Ale. And since Coach loves Sierra Nevada. I do love Sierra Nevada, but,
0: and I'm drinking this only because it's called Bigfoot, but Barley Wines are too freaking strong. They're like, literally.
1: Yeah, it's 9.6% out. Uh,
0: they are l- quite, quite literally IPAs on steroids, steroids man. there's just too much. It's too much. But i got to drink it in this case. You just have to. You can't not.
1: <laughs> I know. If you find a beer that has Bigfoot on it when you're doing a Bigfoot case, you just have to suck it up. I will say that uh, in the great state of Georgia, we couldn't procure Bigfoot ale by ourselves. So uh phoned a friend and uh, got them to pick us up a six-pack coming back from Cali. So Cali... Let us down. Won't be the last time. But she's gotten Meth Mouth Judy under control. She's actually uh, letting Meth Mouth Judy take all the boxes and add on to her little cardboard house she's got out back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got any five-star reviews there, Kit? No, I don't think so, did we? No, nope, we've got 15 we got on the year. From, yeah, we got one. We got one
0: Saturday. Um, from... T one shorty, she said, or they said. I don't know. I can't. Did you just assume her gender? I did. 2020. Fucker said. Title. So glad I found you. And said, I love listening to these two. Which that's that's so nice. It. I just. I don't know, man. Just the fact that people, actual factual strangers, are listening to our dumbasses and actually enjoying it is just mind boggling. I I honestly thought when we started this 25 weeks ago that literally my mom, your mom, and, and our my w- mom don't even listen, and, and our wives were going to be the only people that listen. But it's just it's it's super cool. It's it's really super cool. I just I'm, I don't know. I gotta get. I'm gonna have to switch from barley wine to Monster Energy because I'm. I ain't feeling it today. Let's let's perk up. All right. Well, we're going to try something as we're you know, working the kinks out of our podcast. You know, first years always rough. We are going to try something a little different tonight. This is not really a, exactly just a case. It is not a case.
1: This is more of an overview and this we will probably revisit this and, broad topic.
0: Yeah, we we've 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 segregated it down to what we're going to talk about, but the real difference is, we're just going to go ahead and tell you our theories right now. And my theory right now, I promise you, I have 115.5% believe in Bigfoot. Yes. I have never seen Bigfoot. I want to. But I, from a very safe position, because I will crap my pants, I'm telling you. <laughs> but I 115.5% believe that Bigfoot exists.
1: I just think there's so much more research that's been done since probably the early 90s that have shown a lot of promise. In a circumstantial case, if you were presenting this in a court of law, he 100% uh, exists. There's uh, the hair evidence that is not tied to any known animal. There are footprints that have been cast that have the dermal ridges, the mid-tarsal break. Yeah. The uh, gate. Jeff Meldrum has yeah, he's a been vast he, collection, and he has... Exponentially, single-handedly yes. pushed this theory
0: forward. He's had several examples of footprints found in different states
1: that it's, can be conclusively proven that it's the same footprint. Some show tried to uh, fake a set, and they called it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, I don't want to say it's real. Yeah. I, I would like to study it further. So it... The, he does go about it the right way. Yeah. Well, and just the simple
0: fact, well, you say, well, if he's out there, we'd have found him by now. Really? Because there's troops of gorillas that are still
1: being found.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's one thing I would I, I want to point out is they discover new animals every single solitary year. And mountain gorilla used to be a myth until it was proven real. The duckbill platypus. Was a myth. Sealer the,
1: thought they thought the sealer was still extinct. Yeah,
0: the, Uh yeah, they thought the camp was extinct for millions of years till some dumbass caught it. Uh Duckbill platypus used to be a myth. The panda used to be a myth. The megamouth shark used to be a myth. The giant the giant squid used to be a myth until they were all proven real. So, don't sit here and tell me. That it can't be out there. Well, where it where would it hide? Have you do you have any idea how large some of the forests in this fucking just this country are? The Appalachians, the um Sierra Nevadas, uh the freaking Pacific Northwest, we have a large, large land area where a, a functioning living group of these creatures could live and be not and not be seen especially if they are as intelligent as they seem.
1: Well, and they also, you look at the Everglades with the swamp ape, or the skunk ape, I'm sorry, and there's footage out there of an unknown creature absolutely destroying the base of this tree. So, again, we are going about this a little different. We can sit here and give you all of our... Bullet points on why we believe, but just know we do believe. And so, with that said, well, I'll tell you. I mean,
0: a, f- a friend of mine asked me the other day. Well, he didn't really ask me. He was just like, "So, Bigfoot exists? Convince me. Tell me how. Tell me how." And my main answer for why I believe that Bigfoot is real is our first topic: the Patterson-Gimlin film. Yes. That, to, to me, is proof positive. And if you're a casual listener, I mean, if you're a listener and you're a casual YouTube person that watches videos every once in a while, you're going to see a Patterson-Gimlin film. You've you've had to seen it. Well, I've seen hundreds of versions, hundreds of breakdowns. I've seen it in every form or fashion you can put it through
1: it's been stabilized it's tried they've tried to recreate it they they, people have Were mk davis and
0: dude named thinker thunker basically all their youtube pages both of their youtube pages are dedicated to breaking down bigfoot videos and of course this one's the holy grail so they have stabilized it they have enhanced it they have done everything you can do to this video and bottom line is, you can see muscles moving. You can see her breast and the you stabilized. You can see her breasts.
1: The quad. You her can quad see her quad flexes. Yeah, her, I mean. And everybody's like, "It's was just go in a monkey suit. Mm, not back then. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, the arm length. Her
0: damn arms come almost down to her knees. I mean, that is. It's still real to me, damn it.
1: Like, yeah. that is... And the thing is, they've started enhancing the background footage, and, and there's a lot of people... There's a lot of conjecture, and it, it does... I won't go as far as to say that there are other Bigfoots in the area. And we there is another little rabbit hole we can chase in a future episode about what went on around that Patterson-Gimlin film. Oh, the film. fucking massacre yeah. rumor? I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> um, But they have... uh. Stabilized some of the background footage behind her, and supposedly there's another Bigfoot, but I've yet to see a good representation of it. All I needed to see was her. I mean, and if you tap in Patterson Gimlin Film into any search engine, the first thing that comes up is the Wikipedia page, and they have the iconic photo of Patty looking back. Frame 352. That's right. The most famous frame ever dedicated on a little handheld camera so just for those of you that grew up under a rock doesn't follow anything the footage was shot in 1967 in bluff creek california and basically we're going to give you the reader's digest version Mm -hmm. bluff creek is a tributary of the klamath river and 25 logging road miles northwest of Orleans, California, in Del Norte County. So yeah, 25
0: miles in, on a fucking logging road. Yeah, you telling me we don't have enough space for one of these? Yeah, and the of way they to
1: hide. The way they uh, pinpoint this is the where they actually filmed her was roughly 40 miles south of the Oregon border and 18 miles east of the pacific ocean so let's let's think about
0: travel time on a in 1967 logging road for 25 miles
1: we're talking that has got to be at least and it says logging road miles so you know it, it's kind of like a yeah. nautical mile it's not really a mile yeah it's it's got to be at least an hour
0: and a half drive like
1: the dirt roads on dry they were on horseback well i know what i'm saying but <laughs> <laughs> I got her model, too. Hell,
0: it might be it might be quicker on horseback.
1: I'm pretty sure it probably was, because yeah. those horses can go around stuff that the, you couldn't get yeah. through in a vehicle. I mean, dirt roads in the
0: mountains where I grew up were s- as smooth as you can get dirt roads, but
1: shit, you driving in the mountains, dude, it takes a long-ass time. So, the two men were Roger Patterson and Robert Gimlin, better known as Bob Gimlin. Uh, Roger was born in February of thirty three and Bob was born in October of thirty one. Patterson wound up passing away in nineteen seventy two from cancer. And, and him's he,
0: still around.
1: Yeah, Bob's still around. He's he, on the he, new no, he, Expedition Bigfoot show.
0: I haven't watched it yet. I got every single one of them on my uh I got every single one of them on my D V R but man I'm just so busy I haven't
1: had a chance to watch it yet. But now I will Yeah. <laughs> uh Bob, has, Bob Gimlin has basically not really gone into hiding, but he doesn't do many speaking engagements anymore. The film has 954 frames and runs for about 60 seconds at 16 frames per second. It was shot at 18 feet per second, and the actual events lasted 53 seconds. The date of the film was October twentieth, 1967. A lot of people want to say that it was shot a lot earlier, and that's just not true. Because they even went through, there's a lot of stuff out there, and if you do your own research, there was a whole show, and I don't know if it was Monsters and Mysteries or History Channels, Monsters in America, something. Monster Quest, something. They actually went back and got a camera from that time and then used the three different lenses that were available mm-hmm. and had someone walk and then overlaid their walk. Mm-hmm. And they did a tremendous job, I thought. Absolutely. The creature
0: is massive. Yes. When they you would compare it to that type of with that video that they did and when they see it, they say it was, you know, nailed down by the re- the creek or whatever and it simply stood up and walked away slowly. And I've heard some people be like, "Well, if it was, you know, if it was a real animal, why wouldn't it just run away?" Well, when you're the apex animal of the, as I like to say, when you're king shit of Turd Mountain, you don't have to run from anybody. It clearly walked away
1: like it didn't have a care in the world. So we get into why Patterson and Gimlin were out in the wilderness looking for Bigfoot. It just so happens that in 1962, Patterson... Was visiting Bluff Creek and talked to a whole host of Bigfoot believers and one timberman named Pat Graves. And Graves told Patterson that he had seen fresh tracks. And for him, that was, you know, like the adrenaline rush. And he had made a statement stating that it would be a tremendous feat if someone would be able to. Obtain unshakable evidence that the tracks were not the work of a prankster, but the actual footprint of a known creature. Whoever succeeded in this feat would be famous and rich. Well, they got one of those right. Yeah, they never made a... They didn't make a whole lot. Because
0: they are famous, especially in, I mean, I I think even just a just a, a a normal person
1: would know the words Patterson Gimlin. Yeah, footage. Patterson went on to write a book: "Do Abominable Snowmen of America Really Exist?" It was self-published in '66, and the page base or the page, the book basically was a collection of newspaper clippings that Patterson had uh, put together. He had seventeen drawings in there described by text, some hand-drawn maps, uh, 20 photos and illustrations from other sources, and so, you know, he is trying his damnedest to do everything in his power to say that Bigfoot is real. So, in October of 67, Patterson and Gimlin set out for the Six Rivers National Forest In Northern California. They drove Bob Gimlin's truck. With provisions and three horses. And chose an area. That had. Several reports of Bigfoot type creatures. In the area. And they had. A lot of. Loggers saying that they had seen. Giant footprints. And that dated all the way back to
0: 1958. Well. There was a um I'm too lazy to look up the man's name, but there was a guy that was proven to be a hoaxer and he was hoaxing footprints up in that area for a few years before they found the before this footage was filmed. And like his family came forward and told all about
1: it, showed his little she shed in the back with all his little footprints in it, so Well and Gimlin says, you know, at the beginning when Patterson approached him that he was a he was a non believer. He didn't think that, that something that large could be running around in the forest up there. But he said that him and Patterson had agreed that if they do go looking for it, they would take their rifles, but they were not going to attempt to shoot one. So early on Friday, October twentieth, Patterson and Gimlin are riding their horses northeast which puts them which puts them upstream of bluff creek really along the east bank of the creek so they estimate that between 115 and 140 in the afternoon they came to an overturned tree with a huge root system almost as high as a 12 foot sealants what one of them had stated When they rounded the fallen tree, there was a log jam, which they called a crow's nest. And that's when they spotted the figure. And it was either crouching beside the creek, like you had said, or it was standing on the opposite bank. Gimlin states later that he was really in a mild state of shock when he first sees the figure. Yeah, I mean, it's what? It's eight millimeter footage, right? What is it? I think it's. It doesn't have any
0: sounds. What? I, the only thing I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, isn't it? If that was me,
1: there would be a lot of expletives.
0: And yeah, and it's there, good thing If, it if don't that have was sound. me and there was sound, good God. <laughs> The things you would hear me say. Holy fucking shit. Jesus Christ, look. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, after, you know, kind of composing himself, and this is all happening in mere seconds, Patterson initially estimated that the creature's height was roughly six foot six inches to seven feet. Later, it was estimated, he raised his estimate to seven feet six inches. Now, an anthropologist named Grover Krantz suggested later that it was between six to seven and a half feet tall, depending on the, the terrain of the creek bed. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the film shows a hairy, large, bipedal, ape-like looking figure with uh, short black hair covering most of its body, including its prominent breasts. The figure in the film generally matches all of the descriptions of Bigfoot that have been witnessed by someone. Patterson estimated that he was about 25 feet away from the creature at its closest. Patterson said that his horse reared up sensing the figure and he spent about 20 to 30 seconds trying to get himself out of the saddle, controlling the horse, getting around to the other side, grabbing the camera, and then he ran towards the figure while trying to operate the camera, yelling at Gimlin, cover me, meaning get the gun out in case this big son of a bitch comes after me. Mm -hmm. So Gimlin crosses the creek on horseback after Patterson had run well beyond. And someone, I can't remember the article that states it, someone has estimated that Patterson got within... 60 to 90 feet of the cr- creature. You're looking at 30, roughly 30 yards. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could chase one down like that. This. What if he stops? Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what if he turns towards you? Yeah, and-, and just rips your damn arms off and beats you with them. What are you going to do mean, then?
0: The reality of this creature, if it's If it truly exists, as it's described, the strength that this thing would possess would be mind-boggling, because a gorilla who is considerably smaller than a Bigfoot is substantially stronger than a human being could possibly be. The world's strongest man cannot outlift a gorilla. So, uh, Sasquatch would tear you in half like the juggernaut did Deadpool. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, it would just be, it'd be awful. So, yeah, I mean, and think about this. If this is truly real, it's a real situation, he jumps off the horse, he's got a fragile-ass camera. I mean, what happens you drop the camera and you smash it?
1: Well, and he says (laughs) that he's running after her, and he gets within, I think, 80 feet and that's when the first time she turns around and glances over her right shoulder and that's when he fell to his knees to become more stable and this is approximately frame 264 Mm -hmm. and Patterson would go on to later say that the first time it turned around the creature had an expression of kind of like contempt and disgust like she was like fuck ugh these assholes fucking hairless bastards yeah (laughs) fuck these fucking bastards back I'm trying to catch a fish here (laughs) And then the most famous part is, like you said, frame 352. And Patterson said that it turned a total of three times, he thinks. And the other times before the filming began, while he was running, it would kind of shortly glance over just to see where they were at. So the first 14 seconds, it's kind of obscured... And then the last final 15 seconds. So Patterson films the creature until it gets roughly 265 feet away from him. And that's when the end of the film runs out. So Gimlin remounts on horseback and starts following Patty, trying to keep his distance, but also keep an eye on her. And then he stated that Patty disappeared around a bend in the road approximately 300 yards away from where they initially saw her. It was at that time that Patterson called Bob Gimlin back, and the entire encounter lasted less than two minutes, which two minutes in this situation where you're adrenaline running, it's got to feel like an eternity. So Gimlin and Patterson rounded up, patterson's horse and the pack horse which basically had run off when he jumped down and started filming patterson gets his second roll of film and films the tracks that patty left and then gimlin and patterson track patty for another mile or three miles but basically run into a lot of heavy undergrowth and then lost the trail The two go back to their campsite, which was roughly three miles south of Bluff Creek, picked up some plaster, returned to the site, measured the creature's step length, and made two plaster casts, one of each of the best quality right and left prints. So, all that said, (laughs) we could spend another hour and a half just on the Patterson-Gimlin film. But, like I said, I'm a firm believer. It's
0: a 16mm camera, so. Ah, okay. I'm a firm believer in Bigfoot. And the reason for it, 100%, is this film. It is. But I just want to make it clear that you and I are probably the very, very. I'm, I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for, but. Stringent on these films. When we see a, a Bigfoot film.
1: Yeah, most of mine are like... Yeah, I'm like, that's, that's bullshit. Up. Fuck that. There's only three that I would say... There's, well, four. And they're probably the most famous of any There's yeah. the, one, the skunk ape walking across that field where the, everybody basically pulls over and they're watching that thing walk across the wetland in Florida. Oh, yeah, I've seen it's that. It's filmed on a cell phone. Really? I don't know about that one. It's real famous about the skunk ape. No, probably, I, I know the film
0: you're talking about. I just don't know about it. And then... I'll no. tell you the ones I, I think are... The other one is chill. that
1: fucking thing ripping that tree apart in the swamp. I don't oh, know if it's yeah, I, I, that Louisiana one. or... Uh-huh. And then Patterson-Gimlin. And then there's the other one where it walks across and that guy's freaking... The f- Freeman footage. Yeah. And he goes, oh, there he goes,
0: there he goes. Yeah, because you see him, he's filming uh, the plaster cast he was making of the footprint. And he sees... He actually sees two of them. That one's a really that's a really good piece of footage that's probably the second most famous and then there's the Memorial Day footage where it runs across um, the big field. What was the other one where it's up on the ridge in oh yeah where the church group yeah, a bunch of liars they are hoax and Bigfoot videos uh, yeah, when you see it on the ridge and that thing's huge that one and what do you think about the um the albino one? Pennsylvania. That scares
1: the shit out of me every time I watch it. Yeah, that's a, if that's <laughs> <If> that's a <laughs> I'd have had a stroke. Clean my underwear. Yeah, take me to the hospital. That one.
0: It's very, very brief and you, but you get a good solid look at the oh, face.
1: The other one is the Russian kids in the snow when they walk up on that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. That one. They had a... one of the shows they had an actual one of the boys? No. Well they had both the boys, but one of the guys investigating it was like a famous Russian boxer or wrestler. Yeah, 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 I saw that. It wasn't Corellin, but it was...
1: He's a big bastard. Yeah.
0: Penn and Teller.
1: Their show Penn BS. and Teller
0: bullshit. They hoaxed the video. And they put it out there to see what people would would say. They did a really good job hoaxing it. And Bigfoot Believers... Including myself bought it hook line and sinker. I thought, oh man, that's a good video. That's a good quality video. That's proved right there Nope, they hoaxed So that right there taught me to be really 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 picky about what I believe is real And all the videos we talked about
1: Have kind of stood the test the of the time freeman
0: it. footage the memorial day footage and the Patterson Gimlin film I think are the top 3 that have really withstood scrutiny but Patterson Gimlin's going to be way above that. Yeah. And people say oh people just completely dismiss it. If you don't believe in Bigfoot you're just like oh that's bullshit that's fake.
1: But if you if you do any kind, I guess my thing is if you do any kind of research into it where that people have gone back, found the site, recreated I think Monster Quest did a whole episode of actually doing they did the uh the three d model, whatever the hell is called lidar of the area, mm-hmm. and stripped back the foliage so that they could line stuff up and then actually did the height and then they put uh a stunt man in a green room and they put the the little white dots on him to try to line up his knees and his arms and it just doesn't line up. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my thing. People have tried. People have tried to disprove it scientifically and done it the right way, trying to recreate everything, and can't. They got. Um, they just a- can't be ignorant and say, "Well, it doesn't exist because I don't believe so." They well, I fuck mean, off. That you know, it's the same thing as
0: any religion. True. Speaking of which, you did know, you see where your uh, religion's
1: bullshit? Because 12 I twelve other believe states it. have joined Pennsylvania and filed suit against the Catholic Church. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they're calling him the pedo pope
0: who is this I don't know what we're talking about the pope
1: the actual, the actual pope fucking pope they pope have filed, francis yes they have filed 13 states have filed separate lawsuits against the catholic church that and the vatican that he's involved and he is or the pedo he's, just, he's pope. just complacent both
0: they're saying that he actually molested people mhm well if that's true burn that son bitch alive but I like him I think he's a good pope, but if he's guilty of all that, fuck him. Anyway, that was probably the
1: furthest tangent we've ever been on. Anywho. It won't make the cut. Oh,
0: God, it's cut
1: too. It's, It's part of it. So Patterson Gimlin, the iconic footage was filmed in 1967. Fast forward to roughly 1971. And since we're a podcast
0: and you can't see anything, we figured it would be really good to include this because this is amazing to me this is an actual recording of bigfoot vocalizations it's it's the most famous recording of bigfoot vocalizations
1: it's actually called the sierra sounds guess why they were filmed or recorded in the sierra nevadas I swear to god man you're a genius I'm, I'm pretty smart. I got three of them there, degrees, to teach you're, him children. You're the one that keeps this podcast going,
0: man, with your superior intellect and insight.
1: But yeah. yeah. <laughs> About choked on my beer. So let's fast forward from 1967 to 1971, and we encounter two gentlemen named Ron Moorhead and Alan Barry. They're
0: going to travel into a very secretive, quote-unquote, Sierra camp, and they are going to record some of the most the strangest and most compelling sounds in Bigfoot history.
1: Yeah, and Ron worked before this. He was a hospitality manager and church board administrator in Merced, California, mm-hmm. and he learns that a family friend and fellow church board member was two days late returning from a hunting trip. And the man's wife explains to Mr. Moorhead that his hunting troop encountered some mysterious creatures that made horrific, intimidating sounds and left five-toed prints around their hunting camp. One of the men even fled the site in terror. So Ron was basically... Young, dumb, like to explore, hike. So once the man returned, Ron asked him if he would show him where the area was at. He would like to go up there and collect some evidence. They go up there with a small group and at the time, a Sacramento journalist named Alan Berry. So the first time they go up there, nothing. All they they see is some Fragmented toe prints in the sand, nothing much that you can, you mm-hmm. know, hang your hat on. Mm-hmm. And then the next trip they make, they get to the camp and it didn't take very long for shit to pop off near a ridgetop. And Alan, being a journalist, had a tape recorder they decided that they would tape record what they had started to hear, which were creatures whistling, screaming, and vocalizing towards the men. The next morning, Ron and Alan get up, and they find huge barefoot prints in the snow and the pine. So basically, for the next year, Ron, Alan, and some of the hunting camp friends go to the site And they put microphones out, tape recorders out, bring plaster of Paris for foot casts, and more and more they encounter these sounds. What was funny was that they would set up the camera traps, and the camera traps were never, never tripped. Mm -hmm. So Alan would hide the microphones and the tape recorders in the bushes and the branches and camouflage them. And we now present you with well we do need to describe what you're going to hear because you're
0: going to hear really loud at some point you're going to hear really really loud vocalizations and that's going to be the two gentlemen trying to recreate what they're hearing so if it sounds really really close up that's going to be humans trying to mimic what they're hearing so just keep that in mind
2: Uh-huh. 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 Right there, I just ain't
1: So Odd to say the least, according to Moorhead and Barry, the anytime they would step out of the tent, everything would go quiet, and then once the creatures could see them back inside, then all the chitter chatter would start back again. Hmm. I will say this honestly, couldn't imagine laying in a tent
0: listening to in that in a tent listening to that. I I, I wouldn't be able to handle listening to that in an armored car. No. (laughs) Much less a freaking
1: tent. Now, this next set of recordings, and these are just the two snippets. Uh, Ron Moorhead had packaged these and put them in CDs and wrote an accompanying book, and for a small nominal fee, you two can own them, and we're not buying them. So we've got the free versions off of YouTube. (laughs) But here is the second set of vocalizations. so again extremely odd but <laughs> yeah to say I'm, the least i'm trying to stay away from that i'm a little girl pissing my panties <laughs> yeah. right, if i was inside that tent. it's a little odd yeah <laughs> just a tad no. let's give you a little bit of background on alan barry uh early on alan was extremely skeptical He was an officer in the Vietnam War. He held a master's degree in science, was an investigative reporter for the Sacramento Bee. His reputation was hung on accuracy and his great character. Basically, he accompanied Moorhead and the other hunting buddy to try to get a breakout story. And up until his death in 2012, he always stated that he felt that it would have made the story even more interesting if he could have discovered how anyone could have pulled this off as a prank. He states that his primary goal in the initial trips was to disprove the encounters. He was going up there as the skeptic. He was out to disprove everything that he was hearing. He was convinced of the hunters deception and even rummaged through their packs to find evidence of them faking the whole thing. Hmm. And he never ever found any proof that he was deceived. Well they were, you know, they were trying to
0: mimic the sounds with their own voice. <laughs> What's to say that if it was a hoax those guys just weren't using their voice. What proof are you looking for?
1: Right. Well, I think the other thing is, and again, you can, we could make a whole episode on just the Sierra sounds, but they state that, and there's another guy on YouTube. I cannot think of his name. He he tries to recreate what he hears in the Sierra sound tapes using his voice. He gets close, but it's nowhere near. Mm -hmm. It sound it sounds even worse. I think it's just my personal opinion. I think it sounds worse than Moorhead and Barry trying to recreate that night. But he is on YouTube, and if you would like to look him up, his name is Hippies with Guns. Okay. He calls it a pig monkey sound. So, you can check him out (laughs) if you really want to. Okay. There's a whole article, and we'll post a link to this, uh, with Alan Barry explaining how he was brought in and what he was looking for, and on and on and on and on. Now, these recordings were studied by the University of Wyoming for a year, and they actually caught the interest of a Navy linguist, Mr. R. Scott Scott Nelson. And he had over 30 years of experience studying foreign languages. According to Nelson, what he was hearing was actual speech. And after studying the recordings for years, he was convinced that we were hearing or you were hearing an actual intelligent conversation in an undocumented language. Well, if it's genuine,
0: I would clearly agree with that, because they were very obviously communicating with each
1: other. And after the year-long study through the University of Wyoming, they concluded that there was no doubt the sounds were primate in nature, And not only that, but that one of the creatures involved in the recordings far exceeded a human being's lung capacity and range. A lot of people will state that what makes the Sierra sounds so, I guess, bulletproof or impressive was the high-pitched whistles, whoops, and grunts that could not be matched by any known animal. The only closest animal they could tie it to would be a cross between an ape and an enormous human being. Now, according to Ron, and he does not state his scientific study, he says, and I quote, Years ago it was established that the vocalizations which were recorded were not manufactured by an alternative source, i.e. speakers, amplifiers, or man." Most of the vocalizations are outside of the human range. In 2008, it was established through a crypto-linguistic study that the sounds have a complex language structure and anything with a language must exist. Now, like I said, he has several CDs of several, several other dates that he recorded this sound or conversation. Now we get into what... We each think about the Sierra Sounds, and depending on what website you look at, the article on Weekend Weird, and those are the husband and wife team that did the documenti- documentary, <laughs> the documentary Hellyer and Hellier Season 2, both available on Prime, if you have Prime with Amazon. Free. 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 Who the hell don't have Prime? Not many people. All right. <laughs> I will kick us off and say that when I first heard of the recordings, it was the old Leonard Nimoy show. The old school in search yes. The old I school. I love that thing. And they actually recreate how Barry hides the recordings and it shows how he would tape them to the trees and stuff. And it, I think you can find that clip on YouTube if you just search for that do you, watch, of. do you watch the new In Search Of? Yeah. With the new Spock. That's, yeah. That's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I will say that I believe that at the time that it is real, they captured something. Well,
0: I, think, I also think it's real because the simple fact is that it sounds so strange. And if you're out there hoaxing something like this,
1: you're pretty fucking stupid. Well, better yet, if you hoax it the first time, before... Morehead and Barry get there. You're trying to hoax it at a deer camp mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance you will
0: die. Yeah, the um, the gentleman who played Chewbacca in Star Wars, uh, specifically Return of the Jedi, when they were filming in the Pacific Northwest, he had to be escorted everywhere with two people wearing bright fucking orange. Because they were scared, like a genuinely scared, a, a genuine concern that he was going to be shot and killed. Because there's rednecks everywhere, I don't give a damn what you say about the South. There's rednecks in Oregon, there's rednecks in Northern California, and they're hunters, and they just going to shoot the hell out of whatever they see. So if you're up in that, that area doing a hoax like this, you're fucking stupid.
1: Well, the other thing that leads credence on my side is during that whole year-long study the University of Wyoming did, they took the original tapes and they ran tests on them. The tapes had not been altered. They had not been sped up. They had not been slowed down. They had not been re-recorded. They were pristine recording. tapes. Yeah. Also, one of the researchers at Dr. Arlen Kerlin had stated that the format frequencies found were clearly lower than a human could distribute and it gets into that infrasound mm-hmm. kind of like tiger big cats do mm-hmm. so that what you what we hear there's a lot of stuff going on in the background that we can't hear mm. and they're saying that that leads to the the credence of it oh, being that's, an original oh, recording that's cool.
0: yeah that's cool. Um,
1: so, but yeah, I, I I seriously believe it. I I guess my thing is going back to that and Patterson Gimlin, it would have been so hard to fake that at that time. I'm not saying it couldn't be done. Patterson Gimlin, I still don't think it could have been done with that much definition. Yeah. But the Sierra Sounds, I don't think could have been faked. And I want to say he's got something like, Twenty hours of these mm-hmm. recordings. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna fake it, I'm not faking it for twenty hours. Yeah,
0: that's that's one thing what people uh, talk about the the moon conspiracy. Like, we never went to the moon. Okay, well then why did we fake it six fucking times? <laughs> like, why are we gonna try to fake it that yeah. many times? Fake it once and be done, and with. be fucking done with it. You could involve. Hundreds of, if not thousands more people in this quote-unquote hoax. But the one, the one sad fact that we have to admit is the just ginormous, ginormously large amount of hoax, hoaxes that do occur when it comes to Bigfoot. I would say, and I don't know, I'm just guessing, but I would say that Bigfoot's probably the most hoaxed thing when it comes to cryptozoology or oh, yeah. mysteries or anything like that you know like ufos and stuff bigfoot most hoax. we there's but yeah you go on youtube and you'll find tons of videos that are just complete and utter bullshit oh yeah there's tons of quote-unquote sightings that are complete and utter bullshit there's there's so many things that are just fake that it just it floods the market with some so much genuinely fake stuff that it just the, it cheapens the real stuff. It cheapens what we would consider real stuff. If if this is a hoax and this is a hoax, then that this one has this one too has to be a hoax. And it's just not. It's just not so to me. I don't believe it. I just. I,
1: and this not really. This is not my opinion. But the the Navy linguist Scott Nelson has actually dedicated and come up with his. What he says is a Sasquatch phonetic alphabet, <laughs> and I did not want to chase that one down. That sounds like somebody too way much too much fucking. Time. time. Free time. He said that Sasquatch language is spoken approximately <laughs> twice as fast as any other known language. That's amazing. Yeah. So there's a there's a rabbit hole if you want to chase that one.
0: Wow. Yeah. Do do some research on that. Start a podcast. Let us know. We'll follow it and give you a shout out. Yeah you know getting into this you know we 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 narrowed it down to these two because passion Gimlin to both of us is the genuine article for sure and then we did the sierra sounds because they're very compelling we both think that they're genuine but it, we also lend more credence to the fact that it could be a hoax because there is no visual there's nothing Passion gimlin to me is not hoax mm-hmm. I will walk, I can watch that a million times and you will never ever convince me There is one part of the film where I'm like, okay mm, that that looks kind of fake and when she's walking away, one of the steps she takes, the foot comes up really high and you see the yeah there's yeah, there's something that just doesn't look natural at the heel to me. And people have pointed out that that's proof positive it's fake. I still don't believe it's fake, but I will. You know, you gotta consider stuff like that because it does. It.
1: Well, I guess my it's thing. It's a
0: strange looking. foot, yeah. But it's. It's a strange looking fucking creature. I was gonna say.
1: <laughs> there's boobies. Yeah. There's musu- muscular texture in the back and the shoulders and the yeah, arms oh yeah. and the legs I mean, yeah, and I mean it's. They they tried to fake it. They've tried. I was gonna say they tried to duplicate it with, like in the early 2000s and they they said that, that they didn't think they could come up with that much definition. hmm then, then in the 2000s, much less well, in people,
0: the 60s. People claim that, you know, the year before, I don't know, I've never seen the original movie, but the Planet of the Apes came out and very close to that time. And they said, oh, it's just one of those suits. No, the fuck it isn't. Like,
1: it's not. No, it's not. Like, but, and if you disagree, fight me. Yeah, <laughs> well, or fight me. Yeah. Like, fight him, <laughs> I'll watch.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> that's funny. But you and I both have had very close, by proxy, we yes. would have to say, um, experiences with Bigfoot. And if you do watch Finding Bigfoot, or if you get on the YouTube... And look it up. It's the Lumpkin County, Georgia police
1: sighting. And this was, I think, a state trooper or was it a county No, sheriff's? it was a county. Okay. It a county. County Mountie. But he was driving. Why, it was while
0: I was in college. I was living in Dahlonega. And the Lumpkin County sheriff had a ride along with him. And you hear him talking. It is the dash cam footage. And you see a creature run across the road. And it makes... It gets across that road in like two steps. And if you do watch Finding Bigfoot on that episode, Bobo, the big giant dude they have on that show, tried to recreate it. And he took double the amount of steps. And he's a big, tall man. And I'm going to say, that was their first episode, was it? Not no, it was it was first season, though. Okay. For sure. But the reason why that's a by-proxy sighting is because not only did I live in Delanoga at the time but that the road they they saw that bigfoot was less than a mile from where i worked i drove that road every day and it's a matter of fact it's that the workplace is where i met my wife so i'm forever connected with that point in time because i met my awesome wife at this job it was very serendipitous if i might say <laughs> <laughs> meeting her because her last day of work was my first day at work. Excellent. So if they would ask me to work, start. Hey, we don't need you Friday. Come in Saturday. I'd never met her. It's crazy. It is crazy how that works out. It is. And my life has gotten tremendously better.
1: See, since I don't have one of her those sweet stories. I have the way that me and my wife met was we both worked at a uh, sporting goods retailing shop that mm-hmm. no longer is in existence. You may have heard of it, Sports Authority. Mm-hmm and we went to lunch together one day and she threatened to put me out in a damn rainstorm <laughs> and then from that point on she couldn't get rid of me like stuck like a leech <laughs> well
0: you know my my favorite story about my wife she's gonna kill me when she hears this but I'm gonna tell you anyway my wife is awesome but she is very assertive no oh yeah she's, I've never seen that side she's a so what I love about her is you know she's got a good head on her shoulder, she goes out, she gets what she wants, and she if you displease her, you will know about it. she don't quickly she don't pull no punches, but one time when we were dating in the long ago, she loves to drive I hate to drive It's part of the reason why our marriage works out so great uh and I know we're going off on tangents, but <laughs> she was um. She loves to drive, but I hate it. So I was going to open the door for her to let her know that chivalry is not dead. So by the time I put my hand on that, the, on my, put my hand on the door handle, I get shoulder blocked to the ground, to the ground. And my girlfriend at the time stands over me and says, I'm fucking driving. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I was trying to open the door. And I said, yeah, I was like, I was just trying to open the door for you. And immediately... That instant she turned into, she's oh my god, you're so sweet, thank you. I'm like, no, no, you can't, you can't turn on a dime like that. You can't just be
1: office linebacker slash
0: yeah, princess. Yeah, you can't be Terry Tate office linebacker one second and then be dainty princess the next. thing but that was the moment
1: that you knew she was a keeper.
0: Oh yeah, that was the moment. I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta this marry this woman, like for real. But anyway. But then you and I
1: both are tied to. We both worked for a head coach. Yeah. This is your by proxy moment, but it's also my by proxy moment. And unlike most high school football coaches, we would watch game film the night of the game, grade it, stay up till like two or three in the morning. But by doing that, for one glorious year, we
0: worked together and we happened to be
1: assistant coaches under a really awesome dude. And. By doing that, we had Saturdays off, and yeah. so I didn't mind. Yeah. Hell, you're already there at 11 o'clock, what's yeah. three more hours? Yeah. So, Monday, or no, Sunday meeting. Yeah, so, so,
0: fri- so Friday night, we watch film, and we all leave about 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and the
1: head football coach drives home. And so, we come in for Sunday meetings, and he's always coming in, you know, last Usually, yeah. he's always
0: in a good mood, joking around, all this stuff, and then he comes
1: in kind of somber. He was he's somber like, and quiet. He was very doesn't strange. Say a word, walks in, puts his stuff down, head of the table, kind of looks up, boys. I'll tell you something. Um, and the defense coordinator at the time is giggling his ass off because he had done been called the night of said incident, but Sunday afternoon he says. I think I saw Bigfoot last night. Yeah. he says, What? He's like, boys, everyone laughed.
0: Every assistant coach just laughed at him. Except me and you. Except me and, and you. And I was like, when? Me and like, you. When? Man, when you when? When? We were
1: sitting right next to each other. Me and you both parked up, leaned forward, and we're like, what? What? Yeah, so the defense coordinator says that he gets a, a phone call on his cell phone, and it's the head coach, and he says, how far behind me are you? And he was like, I'm still at the school. He was like, God damn it. I think. He didn't say that. That
0: man would not use that language.
1: I think I <laughs> I almost hit a man. He said, a man? He said, yeah, he's wearing all black. He goes, ain't nobody wearing all black walking down that road at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. He said, big. He's big. He was twice as white as I am. Yes. And this man played guard and center for the University of Georgia in the 80s. Yeah. So, he's not a small man. Was he there when they won the national championship? No, he was a freshman the year
0: after. Oh, man. Just missed it. But he was, a I mean, and to to know the guy, you would know for a fact that he would never make this up. Like, he would never. I thought it took a lot for him to just come out and say. Yeah, you could tell he didn't want to say nothing. But, by golly, I, I took another ride home. But... On the same vein as that, and I forgot, we wanted to play this too. Um, just to put another audio clip in there, because I love audio clips. We're going to play for you a 911 call for a man that had a Bigfoot sighting. And it, to me... Is s- genuine just in his reaction. Yeah, it sounds genuine just because of the way he reacts. He didn't cuss. He, but <laughs> I would have. Yeah, without adding about twenty F bombs and you would probably get my exact reaction. So right now real quick and then we'll wrap things up. We're gonna play for you this real short nine one call And we hope you enjoy it. Nine one one, what are you reporting? Uh, we got someone or
2: something an animal or i can't tell all i know is that my central light came on and i just happened to glance and see this thing running across the yard Uh, a good-sized man or something looks like a man i don't know what it was just that it ran across the yard okay you've had problems in the neighborhood before yeah my dog was killed here just recently i don't know what it was whatever it is it's running i couldn't catch it if i was going to chase it but whatever it was it was standing up i'm out here looking through the window now and i don't see anything i don't want to go Jesus Christ, you better... Sure. see ya! Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. Okay, hang on. He's right... Is he in your yard, sir? Yeah, God, he's big. Okay, what's he doing in your yard? He's looking at me. And the guy is on foot? Just... I don't know, what. It, it, it's, it's a big real big person that's all I can say okay but it is a it is a person <laughs> yeah I'd say it was a person or somebody really big
1: but he's all in black he's, is he a black male or a white male did you actually see
0: whether or was he just wearing black he's all black and he's big he is big so dude man. he's like he is big, big. Like, y'all get, need to get somebody like, the fuck get, get out here just <laughs> get, get somebody like. <laughs> dude I'm telling you Robin. holy <laughs> it's like, oh my god! So, so, yeah, I mean, so if you want to do some research and if you want to see, look up Patterson Gimlin, Freeman footage,
1: Memorial Day, and start looking around. But And research the Sierra Sounds. There's plenty of Reddit threads. There's plenty of websites out there. There's the, a, a plethora of information out there to do your own research. But, like we've stated, we go into anything new with a skeptic lean, and it's really got to be some interesting stuff to pass the smell test. Really.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think I'm very picky about
1: what I choose to believe. Well, if you Bigfoot. start, if you start in '67 and you go till now, and we just touched on five footages; those are five or six pieces of footage. There's probably 10, I would say there's probably 10 pieces of footage out there that we think are legit unexplainable, I guess is the way to... Yeah, I'd say it's less than 10 for me. Well, I'm just saying there's probably a couple yeah. that we're just
0: forgetting. Yeah, We've got, what, five we're or saying, six? For sure. Yeah. The so one, I'm thinking there's the probably... One, the one where he's tearing up the tree. Fucking... Oh, that was oh. crazy.
1: Because he's paying no mind. And then when he stands up, that guy damn near dies. Yeah. And... Whew. I I mean you
0: you will never convince me that this this thing's not out there. I don't care. I know we have to deal with hoaxes like those some bitches in Cartersville that fuckers those <laughs> that claim they killed one and what they say? So a beaver. A- Basically, they bought a suit off of a Halloween store and stuffed it with stuff, and then they dumped like random entrails and. And froze it, didn't they? And, yeah, put it in a freezer. I don't know
1: if it was actually frozen. Yeah, but it was in, like, a it chest was in freezer. A,
0: yeah, chest freezer. But,
1: yeah, they got their money and took out a... Get ran. Yeah, I hope, that, hope it was worth it, because one dude lost his job. He was a cop. He's, At what point does that not cross your mind? They're going to find out. Yeah. This would be the find of a century. Yeah, and... Uh, but anyway... <laughs> there's the other guy that says that he shot one justin schmeha or yeah. something like that said and he, he's been interviewed two or three th- times he
0: thought it was a bear he's not only he's not only been interviewed he was on a bigfoot show on spike tv i watched that and uh he claims that he shot one thinking it was a different animal and once he realized it was a baby
1: he had to kill another one too. The mom. Yeah, he, said or he killed
0: the mom and the baby. Or I'm not sure what order it is because I don't, I don't, I don't believe him. But he actually went back to the spot. He said he buried them. Went back to the spot and, and there's nothing there. Doug, no, he dug. He got a big old chunk of meat. Oh, did he? But I don't think he. They didn't.
1: I or, forget because
0: there's no credence to it to me. I just.
1: And then there is the Les Stroud. I think there's four Bigfoot episodes that he did with uh, Todd standing and Todd's an extremely controversial figure in the world of Bigfoot. But I will say this, if you look at Todd and his research, there are parts of what he does research wise that is unexplainable. Mm-hmm. There are, are just as many people out there that say his footage, and he has some high-def footage of what he states are Sasquatch. Just as many people out there say that his footage is real as they do, that they are fake. I'm kind of on the fence with his just because. Well, he's got one film, and it is a close-up.
0: Like you can see the eyes. Of a Bigfoot face. And the only thing the thing does, it's literally just sitting there blinking for a long time. And to me, I don't know. I I no. I don't I don't want to outright call the man a hoaxer.
1: Well and then also another avenue that you can go down with this theory or not theory with this subject is the habituation projects. There's a lot of habituation projects where there's some gifting going on there are um, exchanges of food items and things like that. What's that one? That's the cast of the um, the body. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's where he laid down on a. Like, yeah, yeah. Meldrum was involved in that, and they, they had that cast that, the whole thing. Yeah, they said he laid down and like posted his
0: elbow and like reached in to grab the food like that. That's very very interesting,
1: and I. I'm, well, one of the guys on Finding to, Bigfoot. To has, me, it's like, why the hell would he lay down like that? <laughs> one of the guys on Finding Bigfoot owns that huge trackway that they found. He owns every cast from that trackway, yeah, one yeah. of the famous trackways. Yeah, it's like miles yeah. and miles. Well, maybe not miles and miles, but it was miles. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it was long enough that it it took them, I want to say it took them like two or three days to cast all the footprints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, It took a while.
0: Well, I mean, I think we should, I mean, we could sit here, you and I could sit here all night talking about Bigfoot because that's this is really what brought uh, us together is our genuine belief in Bigfoot. We don't agree on politics. Or we sports teams. Or sports teams. We don't agree on it. Anything, except for Bigfoot's real, and I promise you,
1: that and that's we, enough to that's enough to bind a friendship. There is a Bigfoot expedition, Bigfoot museum. Yes, and we we've both been both been took my son had the time of our lives, and they have. If you are in North Georgia, it is worth the. The like entry. seven yeah. bucks to get it's in. It's well worth the yeah. to walk through it. Oh, yeah. Uh, they do a lot of... It's a definite roadside attraction. Yeah. If you're coming through Georgia and
0: you happen to be up near... Uh, between L LRJ LRJ J and Blue R- Blue Ridge. Ridge.
1: Yeah. Stop by. If you're they in do it. a lot of cool things. If you live up there, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that you yeah, can do. Yeah, they have actual... like Expeditions. Yeah, yeah. expeditions.
0: You'll go hunt, hunt them down. But... You ain't going to find nothing with 40 fucking people running around in the woods. But. Hollering and screaming with flashlights. <laughs> so, all right. Well,
1: let's wrap this up. And, uh, just, we already started off with our theory, so we won't for bore it's you with that. He's yeah. real. If you take anything away from this episode, he's real. Listen. Harry and the Hendersons lives. I know we don't sound like it, but we are both highly educated. <laughs> educated
0: men. We, we both have secondary, post-secondary degrees or whatever the hell you call it, as I'm talking about how smart I am. <laughs>
1: Whatever you call them, fandango pieces
0: wait, of paper. I got, got one of them damn papers. I got it mounted. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean framed? I said what I said. <laughs> I stand by what I said. But we're both—we both have degrees. We both have teaching jobs. We're we're supposedly smart guys. But I believe, man. I believe. I believe a hundred percent. One hundred. And fifteen and a half percent, not just one (laughs) fifteen, one fifteen and a half, half. All right, so let's get into some recommendations. What's our recommendations for this week?
1: My recommendation would be for you to actually go out and research this on your own and draw your own conclusions. I think we have given you a blueprint of what you would like to do. Tell them, give us a five star. Oh yeah, yeah. And after you've done that and we have piqued your interest, whether you uh, believe us or not on the Bigfoot situation, go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and we will give you a shout-out on a- the next episode. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. And to anyone in Malta or Japan, <laughs> go out there and leave us a five-star review on iTunes in your country. <laughs> and we will see those as well. Um
0: Yeah, and if I just I I mean, I absolutely adore the the interaction with our listeners, man. I just it I'm telling, you, like I said at the beginning of the
1: episode, I'm just blown away by it. So if you want to leave any feedback, uh if you on don't think we deserve media, 5 yeah. stars, reach out to us and explain to us why. Don't just give us two or three stars and no feedback. Yeah, because we definitely want to make it better. Yeah.
0: It, I'm pretty sure in the su- <laughs> in the summertime, our quality's probably gonna go up. Oh yeah, because we'll have time to actually <laughs> do a lot more in-depth research. Yeah, so yeah, do that. Well, my re- my recommendation, other than going on YouTube and finding the videos I listed earlier, is a YouTube page called First We Feast, and they have a series called Hot Ones. And it's amazing. I watched. I've been watching. Many interviews lately, and uh they interview celebrities if you don't know most most people probably know it, but if you don't know hot ones is an interview a man interviews celebrities while they sit there and eat ten progressively hotter wings, and like the further they go, the more intimate the questions are it's just really, really funny and really good post Malone's interview was really good it- honestly. Part of the reason why I'm such a big Post Malone fan—I hate modern music so much—but I and I don't—I'm not a rap fan. But I do like Post Malone. And then
1: Gordon Ramsay's interview is awesome. And then uh, I really like Gordon Ramsay when you I get to know Gordon him Brandon. as a person. I love Gordon Ramsay. That whole thing with Hell's Kitchen was a put-on. And then he Shia, really is a good yeah, man.
0: Shia LaBeouf was on there. It was, a, it was a really good interview. I want to be friends with Shia LaBeouf. I don't know if you know this. Well, he was part of the MK Ultra. <laughs> don't get me started on that shit uh, nah man the movie Peter Motor Falcon freaking oh, yeah. amazing Is it? I really amazing. want to see that so bad I said it's PG-13 and so I showed it in my class my special education class because it's PG-13 I was like oh man it's fine it only has three it only has a one F-bomb in it because it's PG-13 no hell no it's got three or four in there. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how they got away with it but Anyway, so yeah, check out hot ones It's, it's pretty amazing, but so yeah, we're gonna wrap things up, I guess you got anything else there, Bob? No, we just kind of rambled on this episode, but we I, did,
1: but I enjoyed it i I
0: always enjoy it, so
1: deuces. <laughs>